What's up, everyone? Coming at you from the ATAR Nerds podcast, the very first ATAR Nerds podcast. It's going to be good. Uh, I am Brendan. I'm here with Nick. Say hi, Nick. Hey, hey, what up? We are going to talk about some some pretty cool stuff today. It should be a good podcast. I think it's coming at the right time. 100%. So what we're talking about today, we're looking at scalings. We're looking at rankings, moderation. How important are they really? We're going to talk about uni preferences a little bit as well, so putting in your preferences and allocations and whatnot. And it's just the right time for it. I think, you know, we're in um, August, and and whether you're listening to this in September or whatever, it's really getting to that stage of the year where year 12 is heating up. It's getting brutal. Hectic as, yeah. And uh, I I think a lot of people are probably probably feeling pretty negative at, at this time. Like, I know... Um, personally, like most most of my crying, most of my crying was done in the second half of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the case, and I think that's certainly true. No matter what your results are at the moment, so you could be, you know, flying high, rank one or whatever, but still feel a bit negative. A hundred percent. And the most important thing here, I think, is to take a step back and realize that there's so much that you can still do. Like whether you're kind of. Um, you know, like two, two scenarios. Scenario one, let's say you're lowly ranked. You're not ranking very well at the moment. You haven't performed highly in your assessments. It might get really easy to um, get down in the dumps, like think that, you know, it's uh, your goals are done and dusted. It's all, it's over. Over. all over. It's all over. But simply not the case because, you know, you've got the exam, which is worth like so much of your, your end score still to come and, and potentially remaining assessments as well. And you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes. Definitely. And I think it's, it's a good point to make here that for different subjects, the exam is worth a different amount. So for some subjects, it'll be 66% or basically two thirds of your score will be contingent on that exam. So even if you are you know, ranked lowly at the moment, and for clarity, what we mean by that um, is you're not performing as well as the rest of your cohort. So proportionally compared to your cohort, you're not doing too well. Even if that is the case, the exam can really pull you up, or in some cases, the exams. Um, so, so plural exams there. Um, and, and even if you are doing really, really well at the moment, um, then the exam can kind of boost that result too. Definitely the case for, uh, for many VC subjects, the, the different, um, different exam uh, weightings. Even for HSC, the weightings are, are usually more similar, but a lot of students fall into the trap of thinking their trial exams mm. are really important. Their trial exams are, are what determines everything, but again, not the case. The exam is just really pretty important. So it's really important not to get down in the dumps. Keep going. Keep doing your best because... History is littered with year 12 students getting ATARs way higher than they thought they would. And it happened in my case. It happened in my, uh, in my girlfriend's case. You think you, that, that you're going to get a, a pretty low ATAR. You have a really good exam season. And, and all of a sudden, um, that number comes out much bigger than you thought it would. And it goes on the flip side as well. Even if you're doing really, really well right now, you still have to keep going. Still have to have a good exam season. Um, so, so really, there's no cause to be, you know, even like if your assessment mark is low, you don't know what's going to happen in moderation. Even if, even if you're rank one and you feel your assessment mark is low, you don't know what's going to happen in moderation. There's no cause to give up. There's no cause to be hopeless. Uh, the, the number one thing right now 
Um, and, and, and we'll explain that stuff, you know, like, like probably not a lot of you know that much about like rankings and moderation. We'll, we'll explain that stuff, you know, we, we're gonna do that. We're gonna explain that stuff. Uh, but there's, there's no cause to be hopeless. You should be full of hope. You should be working hard. Yeah, and I think the thing to remember at the moment is that ultimately you don't know what you're going to get. And it's pretty much impossible to know at this point. Impossible. Yeah, it's, it's 100% impossible. So even if you know the system inside out, so you're really neurotic about it, you learn about it, you read up on all of the intricacies, you still won't really know. And your teachers don't know either. They might be giving you predictive grades, so on and so forth. Again, like no, no offense, they might be very smart people, but they just don't know. Just don't know. Um, the most common questions we get at this time of year on the, on the forums, basically, what study score am I going to get? You know, here are my results. I'm averaging 75%. What does that translate um, in terms of like ATAR? Ultimately, we don't know. Nobody knows. Um, it's very difficult to tell just based on raw scores because at the end of the day, uh, the assessing bodies don't really care about your raw results. Um, it's all to do with rankings and moderation and whatnot, which we'll touch on now. So for those who don't know, uh, rankings are important, but as we've alluded to in the last few moments, they are tricky. They are very, very complicated. Very tricky. Um, so we actually have a thread on the forums which goes about these rankings really, really well. Great um, thread. Explains them in great detail and with a lot of clarity. So what we're going to do is to link that thread into the show notes of this particular podcast. So if you are interested in how the system works and you really want to uh, kind of get on board with that, then jump onto that thread and have a read. But I think what we're highlighting at the moment is that even though it probably will affect you in some way, it's not worth spending, you know, hour upon hour learning about the system as you did, Brandon, in year 12. 100% because at the end of the day, the knowledge of where you are ranking and the knowledge of um, how it might work and how it might be moderated, that knowledge is not going to impact upon your score. What it might impact upon is your psychology. It might impact on your sort of your motivation, your confidence, so on and so forth. But a student who has no idea about this stuff, they don't know where they're ranked, they don't know how it works. A student who's completely clueless and works really hard has a great chance of getting a good ATAR, right? And a, and a student who knows all about it and who works really hard has the same chance of getting a really a, a good ATAR. So like, what's, what's the point here is, is knowledge about this stuff and stressing about this stuff is not going to benefit you at the moment um, it, it, it's, it's interesting to know, but realistically, the only thing that's going to make an impact is the level of effort you put in. But we will um, explain, I guess, I guess one or two of the, the uh, points that maybe it might be stressing you out at the moment because they're not really well understood. Um, but again, we're not explaining these things to give you an advantage because you can't get an advantage from this stuff. Uh, we're explaining these things, hopefully it'll make you a little bit less stressed so you can do a good amount of work. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. We've been talking about, you know, rankings and moderation. How about scaling? Like, what is scaling even? Like, how does that work? I know a lot of people are really almost scared at the moment because they're doing subjects that don't scale well. What does that mean for them? Ultimately... Not much. Ultimately, not much at all. So the scaling system has been implemented to be fair. 
So it's not an unfair system. Sure, it has its faults, um, and I think everybody would agree with that, but at the end of the day, it's a good, fundamentally, a good system. The whole idea of scaling, like, like, like Nick said, is about fairness, and, and that kind of doesn't make sense until you start to look a bit deeper. Basically, um, think about it in terms of, um, in terms of like a race, right? In, in terms of a race. Like, so let's say you've got race A full of um, Olympians, and if you win the race, you get a million dollars. And then there's race B, which is full of like a bunch of year sevens. And there's no teachers watching. You can basically just like hit the year sevens in the face. Damn you can, year you, you can yeah, screw the year sevens. No right? good. You can, just, you can just plow through them, win the race, collect your million dollars. There's two races um, and, and you get the reward at the end. Which race do you want to choose, right? Everyone, everyone wants to choose the year sevens. Of course, you're going to win. You're going to win that million dollars. And, and there we go, right? Um, and and certain, certain subjects um, are going to be like more competitive and harder to score highly in um, relative to your peers, like relative to the Olympians or the Year 7s. Certain subjects are going to have different um, levels of competitiveness. Um, and if we didn't adjust for that competitiveness, then people wouldn't be able to take the subjects that they enjoyed and that they wanted to do. Everyone would go and take the least competitive subjects possible and the whole system would be really, really messed up, right? So basically what scaling does is it adjusts for the competitiveness. If you're in a less competitive subject, then it's, it's going to be easier to score well relative to your peers. So that subject will go down a little bit, and that's okay because it was easier to score well in, in the first place. Um, and if you're um, in, in a kind of a more competitive subject, that's going to go up. Um, but that's not a reward. That's an adjustment for competitiveness. Mm. That doesn't mean that you've got a better chance at a higher ATAR. All it means is that you were probably gonna, your raw mark was probably gonna be lower in the first place just because of how competitive the subject is. So that, that scaling up is just an adjustment um, to level the playing field, I suppose. So I guess the end result is that scaling makes everyone neutral, right? It takes away any ideas about competitiveness and so on and so forth. And at the, end of, uh, at the end of the whole process, when everything is scaled, you should be at a place of neutrality where no one is rewarded, no one is punished, um, and everyone is kind of adjusted so that the, the playing field is level. Level, yeah. Like, something that annoys me a little bit is the rhetoric around that to do well in Year 12, you have to do subjects to scale up or, like, Lies. the harder subjects. Lies. Definitely not the case. Um, I have... Pretty good evidence myself. All of my subjects scaled down a lot. Every single one. Every single one. Well, except for one, which scaled up a tiny, tiny amount. But ultimately, well, basically all of my subjects scaled down. I did fine. I did completely fine. On the flip side, a lot of people who do those subjects that scale up, they really struggled because it's not something that they were interested in in the first place. Took it for the scaling. Took it for the scaling. So they weren't motivated to study uh, because they didn't really enjoy the subjects. So I think it's important for any like year 10s or year 11s listening at the moment, if you are in the process of choosing your subjects for year 12, think really, really carefully about what you actually enjoy. Um, so a few things that might be relevant to, to take into account one, do you need the subject as a prerequisite for your university course? Um, so what that means is that some uni courses only accept you if you've done particular subjects. Number two, 
how much do you enjoy that subject? Yeah, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy? So they're basically the two things that I'd be basing subject selection on. Nothing about, you know, prestige or what your teachers want or scaling or anything like that. At the end of the day, the whole point of Year 12 is to set you up for post-Year 12. Um, so for a lot of you, that will be uh, university. Um, so to get into uni is essentially uh, the main goal, I guess, of Year 12. Um, and that's really relevant at the moment with uni preferences opening fairly recently, both VTAC and UAC. A hundred percent. I think uni preferences are um, uh, a stressful time, a stressful time, because you've got to put work into them, right? Like you've got to do your research and talk to these people, but that work that you're putting in, it doesn't actually go towards your ATAR, which is the thing that's helping you get into uni in the first place and the thing that you're really stressing about and, and whatever else, right? Uh, and, so, and so here you are, like you're expected to put this work in into, into something that is stressful but is competing, is competing against like what you, what you really want to do, which is like study for your ATAR and, and make sure you don't fail kind of thing. Lots of pressure in year 12 for that. A, a, a lot of pressure, right? And, and even since year 10, like what do you want to do at uni? Mm. Year 11, what do you want to do at uni? I don't know, stop asking me. I don't know, <laughs> stop asking me. And now it's the final time that someone's going to ask you like, what do you want to do at uni? And finally the answer is probably actually going to have an impact. Mm. Um, and so like, ah, God, yeah, it, it can really be stressful, but I think the, um, the number one thing, uh, for me, for me, I, so kind of <laughs> funny story, funny story. So I, my first preference, my first preference was a bachelor of arts and a bachelor of education. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think I might, I, I've spoken to this to, uh, I'm briefly Nick, but, um, it was arts education. I never did any research. My logic in year 12 was, ah, oh, gee, like, you know, if I get like a normal full-time job, you know, I'm, I'm going to have four weeks of annual leave a year. That's too little. I like my holidays. I'll go be a teacher. Right? That <laughs> makes a lot of sense, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get the holidays. I never did any research. I never went to a university open day. Not, not one open day. My first day on campus was my first day of university. I didn't even go to orientation week. Um, and, and so I went to my first education lecture. I, I sat there for 60 minutes. And then I went to my first education tutorial. I sat there for 60 minutes. And they were both on my first day, back to back. And after the first two hours of my degree, I, I, I quit education. You're I, a madman. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a madman. I chained. I, com I completely bailed on it. From, so, so two hours into your degree, literally, you thought, yeah. that's enough for me. I've yep. done the hard yards. Two yep. hours is enough. Literally literally two hours into my degree, my, my degree I bailed on it. Uh, because, um, and, and, you know, it, it worked out in the end, spoiler alert. Uh, but at, at that time, first week, bailed on it. So I'd spent my entire year 12, my whole year 12, um, I'd spent you know, working for an ATAR to like, to get in, you know, it was a good uni I went to, to, to get into this uni with like a, you know, a, like high, pretty decent ATAR, work, work, work. I want to do education. I want to do education. I want to do education. I told everyone, told everyone I was going to be a teacher. That's all I did for year 12. And in the first, not even the first week, the first day, not even the first day, the first two hours. hours of that day, I quit, right? And, and it, two hours, but do you, do you know why that happened? I did zero research, yeah. not one single uni open day. I never even went onto the website for yep. the education degree and looked at the course. I had no idea what we were going to be talking about. No good. All I knew was that, hey, 
I want to be a teacher, this degree will qualify me to legally be a teacher in Australia. That's the degree I want to do. Yep. Um, and I found out pretty damn quickly that <laughs> that's not what I want to do because I hated the degree. And it took me two hours to find that out. But that two hours I spent when I was in uni, I could have spent that two hours when I was in year 12 at a university open day and mm. figured out the same thing and I never would have put education on my preference list. Not, not, it wouldn't be my first preference. It wouldn't be my last preference. I just wouldn't have put it down. And it only would have taken me two hours to find out, but I did no research. So I think the, the key, the key to uni preferences, you, you got no idea, you're stressed. Ah, oh, what do I want to do? I don't know. You don't know because you're not researching. You don't have an idea. You have no clue. You have no clue about any of the courses, the unis or, or whatever else. You have to do your research. That's, that's the work you should be doing, not, not kind of stressing. Oh, what, what, what will I do? What will I do? And, and just waiting for something to pop into your head. It's not going to happen like that. Go on uni websites. Go to uni open days. Uh, ask your teachers like research the industry that you want to move into research what kind of subjects are you going to do in your degree right these are all really quick things you can get this done like while you're waiting for for mom or dad to cook dinner you know what i mean mm. like it's, it's quick as anything do it on your smartphone don't even need to get the laptop out right google the university google the course and uh and and do your research that's that's my number one tip because it is it, it it's a tough time very tough um just just quickly did you have any kind of awkward moments after changing your degree two hours in where like family or friends or whatever then ask you oh hey brendan how's education treating you and it's like one <laughs> week in and, and you have to be like uh not doing that <laughs> yeah i actually um I, I i did and i guess the sad part about this story is is where it starts to get like pitiable for me uh -huh. is that i actually transferred into um into um, art science. Mm -hmm. So I dropped education and then I, I changed into art science. You'll be a scientist. I'll be a scientist. And uh, well, what I told people was, what I told people was I'm going to do this degree. I'm going to do art science. And then after that, I'm going to do a master's in education. Right. So you don't want to teach. So the logical thing to do is to do education more. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so, so at the time I was thinking, oh, you know, I'd still like to be a teacher maybe. I just really don't want to do an undergraduate education right. course. I don't want to do a bachelor of education because it goes for four years and, and four years is, is too much pain for me to sit through <laughs> um, that stuff. Whereas a master's is only two years and you can do a master's after you do your undergraduate. Mm. So I thought I'll still be a teacher. I'll just do it. You know, I, I wasn't honest with myself. I didn't really think this. This is just what I said to people. Uh, you know, I'll do a master's after my normal degree and then I'll only have to, to do this education stuff for two years and it'll be easier for me. Um, so, yeah, I changed into art science. So when people ask me, like, oh, how's education going? I'd say, oh, you know, I decided to do a master's instead. I decided to do a master's instead. So kind of, um, I, I think the reason that I said that, like, it was never going to happen. And, and it never did. Like, we're a couple of years on from this. And, and trust me, I do not have a master's in education. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, at the time, it's what I told people to kind of, like, avoid the embarrassment a little bit. And I think... Like, and, 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 and where it gets sad, where it gets sad and, and pitiable for me, like where, where it's just like a bit of a joke is that I actually ended up dropping science as well because I didn't take a single science subject in year 12. Um, I, I barely did math. And my whole, <laughs> my whole grand plan was, yeah, I'll major in math. I'll major in science stuff. I'll major in like chemistry or something like that. And then when I'm a teacher, I'll be able to teach 
um, English, I'll be able to teach math stuff, I'll be this like this super teacher, right? I'll be an amazing teacher. Um, and so like, yeah, I, I went and did science, but guess what? Um, what did you do? What, my, my, the, my experience in science, my experience in science, it ended in year 10 um, when I took an elective at my school, they called it forensic science. And pretty much all we did was watch NCIS, right? Nice, <laughs> like, <nice. laughs> I didn't do anything in year 11 or year 12. I have no idea about science. So I tried to do it at university level. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, like, you, can, you can imagine. You can imagine what happened. You know, was well, it, what happened? Well, I lasted a, a, no more than one semester <laughs> in science. Like, like, to be fair, that's better than your education degree. So you're <laughs> yeah. building. You're yeah, building. yeah, I was building. Yeah, one week in education. I lasted about 12 weeks, one semester <laughs> in science um, before I transferred to, uh, I transferred to arts law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, oh, you know it, 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 there's a happy ending. Like I went from kind of, um, you know, being this sad, pitiable guy who was changing around degrees um, you know, doing doing different stuff left, right, and center. So I changed to arts law. It's all sweet. I'm gonna be a big shot. So prestigious. So prestigious. I'm gonna be a big shot. You know. But then what, Brendan? Yeah. Then what? Uh, well, I ended up dropping out of law as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up dropping out of law. I graduated with a bachelor of arts by itself, mm-hmm. which is probably what I should have been enrolled in in the first place. Yep. Took me took me literally three degrees to get there: education, science, law. Before I finally just just quit the second degree and just did mm. a bachelor of arts, right? And <laughs> and it took me all the paperwork, all of the changes, all of the conversations with my family. I never did research, not even in year twelve. I never did research in year twelve, but in first year uni, in second year uni, I never did my research for science. I never did my research for law. Mm. At no point of my kind of decision-making process, did I ever do any research? Mm. Not one time did I research anything. And it cost me, it cost me so much like time and paperwork and whatever else. Um, and so like, that's, that's my number one advice um, to, the, to the kiddos, to the, you know, not, not kiddos, to, <laughs> to the young adults out there who are, uh, well, like li- listen to me saying young adults, I'm like two years old and you're stupid. To, to the people like me out there, um, who are doing their preferences at the moment, just do your research. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that because very clearly research is important. It can save you time. It's a really, really good investment of your time. So like you were saying, two hours at a uni open day could have saved you so much paperwork going through however many degrees you went through, all of that red tape and so on. But on the flip side, it's not the worst thing in the world if you get into uni and realize that you don't really like your degree if you do a brendan get two hours in and think ah i actually don't like education or science or law (laughs) then it's actually not the worst thing in the world so research is super important um it's good to you know get your preferences right the first time but if you don't or if your preferences change which they very well uh very well may that's okay as well. Um, I think a lot of people in Year 12 have an understanding of uni where it's like, ah, oh, you go to uni, you get into your degree, yeah, and then, and then you you're stuck job, yeah. into that degree for the next you know, three to five years, and then you get a job in that field, you work there for 40 to 50 years, and then you're in the grave. But it's not <laughs> like that at all. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, so so different. People change <laughs> degrees literally all the time. Yeah. Um, so... Brendan's a good example of that. I know heaps and heaps and heaps of people who have changed at least once, maybe twice, maybe three times until they finally settle on something that they like. 
Um, so yeah, preferences are important. It's good to do your research. Um, it's good to understand how preferences work, which we'll touch on briefly in a second. But don't stress too much if you can avoid it. Yeah, definitely. Like I think, you know, I, I went a bit hard on the research telling you guys, do research, do research, <laughs> do research. Or you'll end up like me. You'll end up changing degrees and doing all this paperwork. But, you know, like the, the side of the story that you don't hear is like ending up like me, like not that it's bad. It's not so bad. Not so bad. Like honestly, okay. I'm okay. I'm pretty happy. Like I, I, you know, I changed. I had to do a bunch of paperwork, but I found the degree I wanted to do. I graduated with that degree. Um, you know, I got a full-time job um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy and healthy. I'm really like, I'm enjoying my life at the moment. So like, yeah, definitely do your research. You can learn that from my story. You can learn that from my experience that research is important. But the other thing, probably more important, the other thing that you can learn from my experience is this is not life or death. No, not at all. You know what I mean? You're not screwed nope. if you make the wrong decision. Because I made the wrong decision. I made the wrong decision once, twice, three times. Like, like a lot of wrong decisions in a row, right? <laughs> in a row. And I'm fine, right? I didn't die. My life isn't ruined. You know, things are looking pretty okay um whereas it's so easy to feel in year 12 if i screw this up i'm i'm done i'm done for i'm done for but it's not true it's not true seriously I, I, true. I, pr I promise you i promise you this is not life or death you should do your research and stuff like that because you may as well you shouldn't do it because you're screwed if you don't because mm. that's not true you're going to be fine you live you know you live in australia it's a, it's a good country like even if you do screw up pretty badly like nothing too overwhelmingly bad is going to happen. Um, that's not why you do research. You don't do research because you're screwed if you don't. You do research because, yeah, you may as well. You could save yourself some trouble. You could, you know, end up in a degree that you like earlier. Um, so, like, it's not something that, that you guys should be, like, crying yourselves to sleep about. Even I remember when I was in your toilet, like, it was so, like, oh, wow, like, this is a huge really decision. Stressful, isn't so it? Yeah. stressful. Like, it's, it's, it's like, well... It's almost like, it's like the biggest decision you've made in your oh, life up until yeah. that point, right? And so you think like, wow, this is the most important decision I've ever made up. in my life. I can't stuff it up, so on and so forth. And it's, it's so stressful. And I feel that. I'm, I'm not telling you, you know, like, ah, uh, you know, don't stress about it. Stress is useless. Because, like, you know, you're probably going to stress. But I, I'm going to tell you, like, dude, if you make a mistake, it's okay. 100%. And, and you're saying how you made the wrong decisions but i'm not even sure that they were the wrong decisions they were, they just, were just decisions, decisions they that were just he made decisions, which didn't yeah. end up you know well and that's fine um, it's all part of life so i think what we're saying is you know do your research if you can be informed about what you're actually putting on your preference list because it can save you time but at the end of the day if you've done your research that's all you can do because you don't really know if you're going to like something until you actually do it it's it's impossible to tell if you like a science degree until you do a science degree. There's literally yeah, no seriously. other way. You've got no idea. Out. No, yeah, exactly. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. One thing that you can do, though, is knowing how the preference system works. Yeah. Um, so we'll touch on that for, for a few minutes here. I remember when I was in year 12, I didn't really know, and I was trying to work it out. I was trying to do my research. But even after uni offers came out, I still wasn't really sure how preferences worked. So it doesn't matter 
If I put a course preference one or preference two, will the unis know that? Nope. Will they be less likely to give me a place in that course nope. as a result of me putting it preference two? Oh, how about my preference eight? Does that really matter? Can I just put in a joke preference? Like, how does it actually work? The, uh, the most important thing, the most important thing, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, the most important thing is that you should rank your preferences in order of what you most want to get into, what you most desire, what you most prefer. Rank preferences by your preferences, literally in the name, but so many people fall into the trap of not doing that, of doing their preferences by what they think they're most likely to get into, say, or by prestige, or what their parents want, or whatever else. Or by highest ATAR sometimes, yeah, exactly. or by lowest ATAR. Yeah, exactly, but please, for your sake, for everybody's sake, Rank your preferences in order preference, preference. nothing else. So important. Nothing else. It doesn't matter if you don't think you'll get into that course. You could have a course there that has the required ATAR of 99. If you think you'll get an 80, but you still want to do that course most, if that's your number one course in terms of desire, put that number one. Because like, even if you put that number one, and then you like say there's a course that you know you'll get into right that you know you'll get into um that like um you'll get the atar for and whatever else if you put that course on the bottom of your preference list you're no less likely to get into it Mm. you know what i mean like it doesn't impact the probability like you are as likely to get into that course if it's rank eight or rank like if it's your last ranked preference um as if as if you had put that course up the top, right? And that's because when you get your university offer, you get offered the course that you're accepting into that's highest up on your preference list, right? So if it's if you happen by like sheer miracle to get accept uh, get accepted into your first preference with a really high ATAR, that's great. You'll know about it if it's if it's your first preference, they'll tell you, right? But if you got accepted into that course and you put it down the bottom just because you thought you weren't likely to get into it, you put it down the bottom. If you get accepted into that course and there's something above that that you also got accepted into, then they'll give you the offer for the one that was above the course that you really wanted. And even if you did get accepted into the course that you really wanted, you'll never find out about it. You'll never find out. You will never know. You could have been accepted into that course that was low on your preference list and you will never know about it because you will only get the offer for the course that was highest on your preference list that you got into, right? And so if, if there's like, you know, a whole bunch of courses that are probably you won't get into it, but you'd really love to do, put them in there. And then if there are some courses that you'd like to do and you'll probably get into, if they're on the bottom of your preference list and you don't get into all of those miracle courses, it, you know, you get rejected, 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 rejected. If you get accepted into that course that you are really confident that you would get accepted into, if you get accepted, then you'll get that offer anyway in the first round, right? You'll get that offer um, even though it's like low on your preference list or so on and so forth. So that's why you don't rank it by probability. You don't rank it ATAR highest to lowest. Prestige. You don't Ooh, rank no, no, it. No. You don't rank it ATAR lowest to highest. You don't rank it by anything other than what you most want to do. And the, the, the biggest advice here is like, even, even after explaining it, people still get sucked in. They still get a little bit confused. And so I think like what you should do, make a list of, and, and call the list, 
in my wildest dreams, what would I most like to do? And then you write down the courses, order them. Order them in what you, you would most be excited to get accepted into. And the order of the courses you list there, that is the order you should do your preferences in. Right? And if, if you do that, you rank those courses by what you most prefer, what you most desire, you maximize your, your chances um, using these, these systems, the admission systems um, with, the, with the preference selection. That's the best way to do it. You maximize your chances of, of getting the course that you, you most prefer. Yeah, and then nothing can go wrong if you order your preferences by preference. There are countless stories of people doing what we're suggesting not doing and ordering preference by, you know, ATAR requirements or prestige or whatever else. And then on university offer day, they get an offer. Yay, like good for them. But it's not what they actually wanted. They got offered their first preference, which happened to be the highest ATAR course on their list. Bad luck for them. They didn't actually want to do that course that much. Yeah, so their first preference was actually their eighth actual preference so the eighth course in terms of desire but they put it first because of the highest data they got into that course um, and then they have an offer but it's not the offer that they want and then it becomes a little bit trickier they would have been accepted into all of the other courses as well but you'll never find out about that because you'll only get offered the course that was highest on your preference list that you got accepted into so just take our advice just list it in order of what you would most prefer to get into, what you would be most excited to get an offer for. Um, but again, going back to the point, if you make mistakes, if you screw this up, well, if you, if you even can, you know, air quotation marks, screw it up, whatever happens, it's, it's, it's gonna be fine. It's I've, all G. I've, it's all G, I've made more mistakes no matter who is listening to this, you probably won't screw it up as, as badly as I did, right? Confirmed. <laughs> like, no matter, who, no matter who you are listening to this right now, I've probably made more mistakes, more mistakes than you're ever going to in university, right? Like, like, Brendan's made more mistakes than you can even think of. So, he's made mistakes <laughs> that you don't even know are mistakes it's, yet. Mistakes, yeah. I've made mistakes. I haven't even found out that they're mistakes yet, but I, I, they're, they're there. They're there. Um, Right, so I, you know, I, I made, you know, I changed a lot. I made a lot of mistakes, so on and so forth. You're never going to screw up as badly as me. I'm fine. You'll be fine too. If you make the wrong choice and you change course once, if you change course twice, whatever, it's all, it, it's all G. It's all sweet. It's going to be fine. Um, it's not life or death. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not playing for keeps here. You're not playing. Mm. Um, you know, this isn't. It's, it's not do or die stuff. It's just a part of life. You do it, you try and do the best you can. And if you find out later on, later on if you realize, ah, oh, now that I'm in the course, I don't really like it. That's cool, that's life, keep moving, keep moving on, change course. So many options. Maybe you like the next one, there's so many options. So it's, it's not life or death stuff. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be panicking like crazy. Just do research the best you can, find out what you think you'd most love to do and just put that at the top of your preference list everything else will kind of sort itself out. Yeah, and, and if you do still have questions about anything that we've looked at today, so, you know, moderation, scaling, rankings, 
uni preferences and there, there's how to resources make those preferences. below below in the uh, in the show description always always ask us both Brendan and I are on the ATAR notes forum so you can ask all of your questions whenever you like for free essentially so atarnotes.com check out the forums that's it so anything you know VCE HSC uni related whatever you want um, will be there to ask uh, sorry to answer your questions and maybe ask some of our uh, own questions as well but I think that's that's a good note to finish on, Probably Brendan. A good note to, to end on. Just just chill, do your best, um, and and everything else is going to work out. Okay, it's been great having you. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Um, hopefully, we'll well, I don't know, get you listening again. <laughs> fingers fingers crossed. If you're not if you're not dead from boredom by now, hopefully <laughs> hopefully you're not sitting at your desk as a corpse. Uh, sleeping. Sleeping, <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever else. I don't know. Thanks 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 for tuning in, guys. We'll uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more podcast goodness and free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.